It is Tuesday, January 10th, and we're starting our 2023 farm system previews with the New York Yankees. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we are going to do from now until mid-February, we are going through every single farm system, talking about top prospects, talking about the state of pitching or hitting or wherever they're deficient and giving some superlatives. So first team. New York Yankees, 99-63 and last year, won the American League East. Aaron Judge set a record for home runs. And uh, when you look at the story of this farm system, some of the top prospects, guys we know about and guys you should see relatively soon. Uh, Number one in the system, Anthony Volpe, the shortstop. Number two in the system, Oswald Peraza. So Volpe first. 2019 first rounder out of high school, got 132 games last year between AA and AAA, most of them in AA. Combined slash line 249, 342, 460. 21 home runs, 61 extra base hits, 65 walks to 118 strikeouts, and 50 of 57 on stolen bases. So, I don't think you're going to see him to open the season. And I don't say that from a, I don't think he's ready perspective. I think if you called Anthony Volpe up right now, I think he would be fine. He would be perfectly fine in the bigs. There's not a ton of stuff offensively that he needs to work on. When I watch his at-bats, he's probably the best pure hitter in the system, right? Just understands... There are teams and there are prospect evaluators that have the opinion that hitters are born, not made. There's a certain amount of that that you can't necessarily teach. And Anthony Volpe very much feels like a pure hitter that was a dude that was born to hit. The only real question I have offensively when I watch Anthony Volpe is dealing with elite spin from a righty. Feels like that's probably the only place where he's not necessarily ready to go. It's uh, just kind of like the last holes he's going to need to close before he's ready to debut. And so, you know, big fan offensively of what I see from Anthony Volpe. I think the power potential is plus. I think the hit tool is plus. And you pair that with above average to plus speed, depending on who. Uh, on who catches them and who has the stopwatch. I think you have a guy who offensively can be a middle-of-the-order hitter for you in the Bronx for a decade. Uh, The reason I don't think you see him to open the season is because of how much depth you have. You already have Oswald Peraza, who we're going to get to in just a second, who has more, who debuted last year, still has rookie eligibility, but I feel like is probably a better bet to open as the shortstop uh, you've got Isaiah Connor falefa final year team control. You've got Josh Donaldson at third, Gliber Torres at second. There's, just, there's a lot of pieces. And so 
Gasly Volpe is your second baseman of the future because Peraza is your shortstop of the future, but they don't necessarily need to rush that. If there's an injury to a Gliber Torres, if there's an injury to a DJ LeMayhew, to a Josh Donaldson, uh, you, just, you have so many infield options right now where you're not going to see Volpe come up. If you were to call him up, I think, I think he can stick at shortstop, right? He, he's not going to be an elite defender at shortstop. Let's just, let's up front, he's not. But I think he could stick. Uh, he's got really good instincts, a really short and quick arm action and release. Makes up for his arm not being amazing or anything. And again, uh, above average runner. The range is probably average or so. But I do think that he's going to kick in to second base. He does not have the arm to play third. He probably has below average to fringe arm. So he's going to kick in to second base. And that's why I think you don't see him to open the season because you have so many other options in the infield. You may see a guy move to the deadline. You may have some injuries or something that force the hand. But for now, you're not going to see Anthony Volpe up right away because you've got so many options. A guy who I do think you'll see up right away and should be starting, as I mentioned, is Oswald Peraza, number two prospect. I've got him as number two in the system. Uh, He was a 2016 IFA and got a little bit of time last year. Okay, so spent most of the year in AAA. 99 games, Scranton Wilkes Bar. 259, 329, 448. 19 home runs, 35 extra base hits. And then in the 99 games, 34 walks to 100 strikeouts. 33 to 38 on stolen bases, but uh, he's looked good in Scranton Wilkes Bar. Didn't look great, looked good. You know, 260, 330, 450 is not a bad slash line. Uh, Got 18 games in the bigs, and we complained about this on the show that he didn't get to start nearly as often as you would want him to because it's the whole playoff chase thing. But in his 18 games, just under 50 at bats, 306, 404, 429. So much better batting average, much better on base, lower slugging. One home run, four extra base hits, six walks to nine strikeouts, and two or two on stolen bases. When you watch Oswald Peraza in the minors last year, he struggled early. Part of that was uh, the cold weather in the Northeast. And then part of that was he really had a hard time against sliders down and away. Like just early in the year, he really struggled with that. Uh, It started to pick up. He started to get better as the season progressed in AAA. And that's ultimately why New York felt comfortable calling him up to the bigs was because he made the adjustment. The power, I don't think is, I I don't think it's going to get to average. He's going to be more of a, Line drive, doubles guy. He'll pull some home runs now and again, but for the most part, he's a line drive and doubles guy whose job is getting on base. And he's a righty, so when he's pulling stuff, it's not even getting to use that short porch at Yankee Stadium. Now, defensively, he is a slam dunk shortstop. He is the best defensive infielder in this system. Uh, He has really good range plus arm. He could move to third if he had to, although... The, the off the, the bat doesn't profile as a third base bat, but he could defensively play third base. Above average speed, why he was 33 or 38 on stolen bases. I think he's the shortstop of the future, and I think provided his bat's okay in spring training, he should break camp as the starting shortstop with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in a backup role. 
Uh, number three prospect in the system, Jason Dominguez. We did talk about him a little bit, I want to say, on last Friday's show, discussing him versus Spencer Jones. So go back to listen to that. It was an answer to a, to a mailbag question. I want to say the second segment. Not going to spend a ton of time here on the basics of who Jason Dominguez is, but do want to have a brief conversation. I do think Jason Dominguez is an above average major leaguer. Okay. Is Jason Dominguez going to be what people, uh, is he going to meet the expectations that were projected on him? No, he is absolutely not going to be, but he is going to be an above average major league. Uh, Spending $5.1 million on that in the international free agency market in 2019, is that a value? Get above average production. And the price per war right now on the free agent market, I would argue that for the potential that he had and then to end up getting an above average big leaguer, $5.1 million ended up being the right decision. In retrospect, does the, do the Yankees spend that much on him if you know his ceiling is above average? Probably not. I do think, again, I do think he's going to be an above average big leaguer. If you want more details about the actual Stuff for his game, go back to last Friday's episode. We discussed him versus Spencer Jones. It's a good conversation, actually. Uh, number four prospect in the system, and a guy we haven't talked about yet, Hatcher Austin Wells. 2020 first rounder out of Arizona. 92 games last year between low A, high A, and double A. Mostly in double A. 277, 385, 512. 20 home runs, 38 extra base hits. 56 walks to 90 strikeouts and 16 to 16 on stolen bases. He lost some time last year because of injury. Uh, I apologize in advance for this. He had a ruptured testicle and missed some time last year. I fully understand missing time with that. But I've got him as the best power hitter in this organization. Uh, His fly ball plus line drive percentage is over 50%. He's got like the ideal swing to have power to all fields. Now that said, he's a below average defender. I think that he can get to fringe. He's never going to be a pl- like an average defender behind the plate. He can get to fringe. The arm isn't that great. The pop time's not that good. Uh, still needs to work on his footwork. Uh, not you know still needs to work on blocking things like that. But he can get to fringe from his current below average, and that's going to have to be good enough uh, because he's an offensive-minded guy. I could see a scenario where the Yankees decide to move him later to first base or to DH. Anthony Rizzo is a little bit older. But for now, uh, if you keep him at catcher, his ceiling is at best behind the plate defensively fringe. In just a minute, I want to get to the state of pitching within the Yankees system. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. The NFL starts their playoffs this weekend. We just saw college football wrap up the national championship last night. Congratulations to the team that won, because we are recording this before they have played that game. But had a great time going through and checking out all of the props on BetOnline for that game. Uh, NBA going on right now, college basketball, men and women, they're in conference play right now. Uh, They've got everything at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline 
starts. Okay, so the state of pitching in this system, I think, is something that deserves a little bit of conversation. You have made a lot of moves at the trade deadline the last two years. Uh, and, and when you look at what was shipped out at the deadline, most of it was pitching. So um, in 2021, you got Joey Gallo, you got Anthony Rizzo, you got Andrew Heaney. To get those guys, you traded away Glenn Otto, Alexander Viscaino, Elvis Paguero, Jansen Junk. In 2022, you went out and got Frankie Montes, you got Andrew Benatendi, you got Scott Efros, and you got Harrison Bader. And for that, traded away Luis Medina, Ken Waldachuk, J.P. Sears, Hayden Wineski, Beck Way, Chandler Champlain, and Jordan Montgomery. It's like 10 pitching prospects out of this system in the last year and a half. There are still some arms coming. There's a couple guys here that I like, but... Uh, that is kind of where you are. You've also graduated a couple guys as one of the big leagues of Clark Schmidt and things like that. But uh, so the depth of pitching is significantly uh, impacted by this. He's not, it's not, you're not completely empty. You've got some guys, but you were in a much worse situation than you were a year and a half ago as far as pitching from the farm. Now, it's the Yankees. You've signed some, you know, you have Garrett Cole, you have Carlos Rodon, you have Nestor Cortez, you have multiple guys at the big league level who you should have for a little while. There are a couple um, interesting pitchers here in this minor league system. So Will Warren, number seven prospect in the system, right-hand pitcher, the 2021 eighth rounder out of Southeastern Louisiana. And I love the Southeastern, Southeastern Louisiana guys. Smaller program. They do things really uniquely. I got a chance to watch them in the regionals last year. Really like the team and what they do. But what Will Warren does, um, he, he's gotten a little bit of size since he was drafted. He's, uh, he's, he's listed at six foot 175 in his draft profile. He's now around 195. And so he got 26 games last year between high A and double A. And you can see the impact of the extra weight on his velo and on his stuff. In his 26 games, 402 ERA and 129 innings pitched, 125 strikeouts, so 8.7 per nine, to 42 walks, it's 2.93 per nine. Gave up 10 home runs. Uh, his his two seam like he okay so he's a ground ball guy. He's trying to get soft contact. That's why that that strikeout number is a little bit uh, lower than you necessarily would like. Uh, but his feature is a two seam fastball he can run it up now the extra velo he's gone from about 92 in college uh, and about 93 or 94 early in the season he can run it up to about 97 but it sits around 94 or so to go along with that he has a a sweepy slider it's it's the Yankees slider it's the same slider you see so many of these uh, Yankees prospects have but it's probably the best one in the whole farm system He's got that horizontal breaking slider. And then to go along with that, he has a curveball. He has a changeup. Curveball is a vertical breaker. Um, he added a cutter last year. But it, it's, it's very much something where he throws a lot of strikes. He induces a lot of ground balls, like better than 50% ground ball rate last year. Um, and so he attacks the, the strike zone horizontally with the two-seamer and the slider. They go different directions. The curveball can drop down, steal a strike. Uh, working on the cutter, again, 
but it's something where the stuff isn't amazing, right? He profiles as like a number four, number five. I like what he has. I like what he does. It's just not having elite stuff kind of limits the ceiling, right? Uh, Drew Thorpe, another top 10 prospect in this system, right-handed pitcher, 6'4", 190. He was a 2022 prep draftee in the second round. So, sorry, not prep draftee. He was, um, it was a draftee out of Cal Poly. So, fastball, slider, changeup. The fastball sits 92-93. It's kind of straight. The velo's not fantastic for a righty. So that's an issue you've got to work on there. The, the slider is above average. I'd put it in the low 80s. It's, uh, he, it's good with both swing and miss in the zone or chase. I think the Yankees can get a little bit more break into it than it currently has. I think they can add a little more horizontal movement to it, like the Yankees do with all of their sliders. The changeup is a phenomenal changeup. It is a fantastic. I've seen 65 grades. I've seen 70 grades. It is a very good changeup. So you've got a good base here of a changeup and a useful slider. You've got to get the fastball better. You've got to get some physical development, kind of like you did with Will Warren, get some more velo and some movement on the fastball. I think he's a good candidate to swap to a two-seam fastball or to swap, you know, or to add in a cutter because the four-seam fastball he throws is just straight. Velo's not great, and it's going to get crushed if he throws too much of it. So work to do there. Look to see. I expect him to start uh, probably high A Hudson Valley next year as they work on that. But I think his ceiling as of now, without a significant uptick in velo, is probably back of the rotation as well. Uh, another guy, right-hand pitcher Randy Vasquez, 2018 IFA, got 25 games in AA last year. 2-7, and seven, 390 ERA, and 115 in the third innings. 120 strikeouts, 9.4 per 9, to 41 walks, 3.2 per 9. Gave up 11 home runs. I think that's skewed because he had a dreadful July. 14 and two-thirds innings. Five home runs. You take that out, the line looks a little bit better. I'm not saying we can t- just take things out arbitrarily, but a bad stretch right there in July. Minus that, the numbers look a little bit better. Throws a four-seamer and a two-seamer, both around 92-93, so more of those velocity questions as far as the potential there. Uh, has one of the best curveballs in the system. A ton of hor- like sharp horizontal break to it. Um, also, you know, added a cutter last year. He lowered his slot trying to get more velo, and when he did that, the command suffered. So I'm curious to see what happens this year. You know, the walk rate went up because the command stepped back a bit with the slot. I'm curious to see what happens. Does he look like the 21 guy or the 22 guy as far as command goes? I would rather you have a tick or two less velo and walk less guys than to sacrifice the control and not appreciably get better at striking guys out, if that makes sense. Again, curveball's very good. Another guy questions about the overall ceiling because of the quality of the stuff. Uh, A guy who I don't have a ton of stuff quality questions here, Luis Cerna, uh, not in the top 10, uh, you know, younger guy in the system. He's probably somewhere in the 20s, uh, but signed in May 2021 as an IFA and got uh, 10 starts at rookie ball last year. So the Florida Complex League. Um, 196 ERA and 41 and a one in, in 41.1 innings pitched. 
56 strikeouts, so 12.2 per nine, to 17 walks, 3.7. Did not give up a single home run. Uh, has the best changeup in the organization. Is a fantastic changeup. Fastball is like 91 or 92, can touch 95. Uh, throws a slider and a curveball as well. I think the slider can improve a little bit. The Yankees obviously will do that. That's the Yankees thing. Uh, but he can pound the zone. He can throw all four of these pitches for strikes. Uh, he's got a very high ceiling, especially if the slider gets better. I like how the pitchability is there. He understands the sequencing. He understands some of that, some of those extra mental aspects to pitching. And he does all of this at age 17 in rookie ball last year. So really like the ceiling of Luis Serna. Want to see the Yankees work their magic on that slider. In just a minute, we've got some superlatives for this farm system. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you want a delicious treat, but you don't want the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. Uh, now that the holidays are done, we're all in the New Year's resolutions. Mine is to eat healthier this year, drop a little bit of weight. Um, and if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise for taste, you've got to try Built Bars. Healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And then they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I don't quite know how Built does this, but uh, they taste like a candy bar, yet they have all of the stuff you need from a healthy treat. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to go to Built.com Use a promo code to get a box. Go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You head to Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section. You can get a box of Built Bars, a four-bar box of cookies and cream, of double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's, you can get a 13-bar box of brownie batter and churro. And if it's something you want outside of that, go to Built.com. Uh, they have all of the flavors there, the limited time things, and all of that are there. Built.com. Okay, so a couple superlatives here. First thing I want to talk about is a potential breakout in this system. And to me, it's right-hand pitcher Richard Fitz. 2021 sixth rounder out of Auburn. Uh, spent the entire year divided between low A Tampa and a late promotion to high A Hudson Valley. Numbers in Tampa weren't that great. Numbers in Hudson Valley were fantastic. And I think the true Richard Fitz is somewhere in the middle but closer to Hudson Valley than Tampa. So in Tampa, 17 games started for the low-A Tampa Tarpons. 3-8 and eight with a 5.01 ERA in 79 innings pitched. 93 strikeouts, 10.6 per nine. 17 walks, 1.9 per nine. 13 home runs allowed. He moved up to Hudson Valley late in the year, got five games started there, went 4-0, with a 0.55 ERA in 33 innings. Three walks, so 0.8 per nine, to 38 strikeouts, 10.4 per nine, gave up only one home run. So a couple things here, and part of the reason why I think this is a potential breakout, is, one, I think he was a little bit unlucky with the home runs. You know, kind of going off of uh, his age, his arsenal, what he does, I think he was a little unlucky or had some bad luck in low A. But looking at mechanically what he does, fastball sits 92 to 94, can touch 96. It's one of those cut ride fastballs. Uh, I like the fastball. The slider, 
just like it's because it's a Yankee slider. It's a sweepy slider. Sits in the low 80s. And then he kind of has a he has a change up in the mid 80s. It's kind of splitter ish. I think he could use a little bit more velocity separation between the changeup and the fastball. But he made a mechanical tweak last year that really unlocked a lot of stuff. Um, so it was in the delivery and it was about uh, the front leg and kind of what he was doing as he was coming in on the delivery. And the side effect of that change was he's better able to put the ball down in the zone now. And uh, I, I still have questions about the overall ceiling simply because of where the velocity is. I mean, he's a righty who throws 93, 94. Feels like a lot of those elite starters in baseball are, are higher than that. But the stuff is good. The fastball, the slider, the changeup play well together. They all move differently, which is very useful as far as keeping hitters off balance and gives you an ability to attack a hitter horizontally. He still has an issue where when he leaves something in the wrong place, it gets crushed. But I think he's closer to what you saw in high A Hudson Valley than what you saw in low A in Tampa. Um, the guy in this system with the power, with the ridiculous power, but can't quite necessarily hit the, the your power tool is only as good as your hit tool award goes to first baseman Anthony Garcia. 2017 IFA, they've moved him from the outfield to first base. 6'5", 204, and 95 games in low A last year. 195, 372, 369. And this is after he got a cameo at age 20 in low A of 16 games and hit 291, 426, 655. So, uh, 14 home runs, 23 extra base hits, but... 83 walks to 156 strikeouts, 21 to 26 on stolen bases. Again, he had a 697 slugging in 2021 uh, in rookie ball. And in low A, he had a 655. But now the book's out. And, the, and we discussed like, okay, what is he good at? What is he not good at? Well, guess what? He struggles, uh, he struggles with spin. He doesn't chase a ton. But he strikes out one-third of the time because he struggles with spin. His average exit below, 91.4. His max exit below, 116. He's got the most power of anybody in the organization. He just can't put a bat on a ball. Um, Runner-up for this, right fielder Moro Bonifacio. Only got 11 games in last year. But in 2021, in the DSL... 247, 300, 556 with 11 extra base hits in 24 games. Another guy who, tons of power, struggles sometimes to make contact. Um, a guy who needs to stay healthy this year, but could be something if he can stay healthy, is center fielder Everson Pereira. We've been talking about him now for quite a while, it feels like. 2017 IFA. He's only, since he was signed in 2017, he only has 210 career minor league games because of injury, because of losing 2020. And last year was almost half of those because he played just, I think, 102 games last year. Uh, in those 102 games, 277, 350, 469, 14 home runs, 40 extra base hits, 43 walks to 124 strikeouts. 21 on 28 on stolen bases. 
if he can stay healthy, which is a big if, he's got a ton of raw power, which I think he has an average hit tool, so he should be able to get it into games. He chases a little too much. He's got some timing issues. Uh, But again, this is all stuff that you see guys who take long layoffs, you see these sorts of issues. Um, Again, got a lot of time in last year, needs to have a healthy year and a complete year to play this year. Above average arm defensively, I think he could get it done in center, but he'd be an above average defender in a corner. There's a lot of those guys in this system. Dominguez, Spencer Jones, guys who could play center field and they would be average in center field, but would be better in a corner. Pereira is another one of those guys. Well, uh, would be average in center, above average in a corner. Um, more power than hit, but sh- average hit tool. He just has to stay healthy and get the reps. And then a good defender in the system, and one that will definitely, uh, we need to figure out, I say we, the Yankees need to figure out what's going on with him because they have a decision to make on Harrison Bader is Estevan Florial. Best defender in the system. I believe he's technically still a rookie. He's got something like uh, 30 games of big league experience. He got one in 2020. He got 11 in 21 and 17 in 22. Uh, He's got to figure out the swing and miss in the chase. He swings and misses about 25% of the time. He chases about 21% of the time. He's got to work on both of those if he wants to have a future. But I think if he comes out hot early, it means that the Yankees may feel like they don't have to be as aggressive with re-signing Harrison Bader, who's in the final year of his deal, because they have another defender who can hit behind him. But the question is, can he hit? What does he do? He's the fastest base runner. He's the best athlete. He's the best defender with the best arm in the outfield in the system. It's just... He's got a hit. I still think his overall ceiling is probably something like 4%, like, like, like a 40 grade on the hit tool, but he has gotten better every season with the chase, with the swing and miss, and when he makes contact, it's hard contact. He just has to make more contact. Great start to the previews. We're doing the rest of the American League East this week, including a show on Saturday. Reminder, if you have questions for the mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can email us LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. You also have the option of the new LockedOnMLBProspects Discord. Uh, Link is in the episode description. Link is in the show notes. Just a bunch of baseball fans talking baseball, all things, whether it's farm systems, free agency, trading cards, everything. So come join us. Until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. (laughs) 